God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now let's get into today's message. Hallelujah. We're just so thankful unto him. Hallelujah. Okay, Corey, go ahead and pray that uh, video. I'm going to show you this video, but watch the video. It's a cartoon, but I want you to watch what's going on. And this is what some of us are dealing with. We ready? You're not just going to let him die like that, are you? My shoulder, Angel. Don't listen to that guy. He's trying to lead you down the path of righteousness. I'm going to lead you down the path that rocks. I'll come off it. You come off it. You. 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 You, Infinity. Ah. Listen up, big guy. I got three good reasons why you should just walk away. Number one, look at that guy. He's got that sissy stringy music thing. We've been through this. It's a harp, and you know it. All right. That's a harp, and that's a dress. Robe. Reason number two, look what I can do. <laughs> but what does that have to do with him? No, no. He's got a point. Listen, you guys. You're sort of confusing me, so, uh, be gone. Uh, or, uh, you know, however I get rid of you guys. That'll work. Hey, you're not backing down now, are you, big guy? Uh, where's the other guy? Yo! Oh, sorry, I'm late. So, oh, what I miss? Well, Yzma just tossed me this knife and asked me to, you know, take them out. And then this guy popped up, and then we waited for you. And quite honestly, that's a Why did I think you could do this? This one simple thing. It's like I'm talking to a monkey. Whoa, now. A really, really big, stupid monkey named Crack. Ouch. And do you want to know something else? I've never liked your spinach puffs. <gasps> never! <laughs> that's it. She's going down. Now, now, remember, guys. From above, the wicked shall receive their just reward. That'll work. That's good. That's good, Corey. Thank you. Hallelujah. Y'all see that? I saw that, and I wanted to use it because, you know what? That's a cartoon. But how many of us are wrestling with our thoughts? How many of us are wrestling with what the enemy is sowing to us? Not only God is speaking to us, but the enemy is speaking to us. And so what happens is that we're in a wrestling match because who are we listening to? And today we want to talk about strongholds. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And, you know, we've been talking about this in first word, but I've actually been, I've been wrestling with this word for a while, and I want to share this because we have people that are saved, that are still wrestling with strongholds. Amen? And it, start, it starts with a seed that the enemy makes a, suge a suggestion to you. Make sure you write that down. The enemy makes a suggestion to you to see if you're going to follow it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that your word is powerful, God, and it's sharper than any two others is forward, God. And so, Father, we thank you, God, Lord, that you speak through me, Father. This is a time, Father, that preparation and anointing come together, Father, 
So, God, what you've placed in my heart, God, what you've given me to say, Father, we pray that you will bless it, you anointed, God, that you will bring it forward, Father, that your people will be blessed and that your name will be glorified, God. So we give you praise for it, God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. Now, I got some verses that I use, King James Version, because I just love the way the King James puts it, and I have some that's New Living Translation. Amen? I also, too, I'm going to say some things. That might be hard, but I have to say them. I have to say them. All right? Because, you know, for people to be, for people to be set free, we have to be able to tell the truth. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, starting at verse 3. I'm using King James Version of this version. So it says this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, underlying strongholds. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought through the obedience of Christ. I want you to underline the word imagination, underline the word thought. Amen. So we got thought. We got imaginations, and we got strongholds. So when we think about thoughts, thoughts lead to our imagination. Our imagination leads to strongholds. Amen? So we got our thoughts. What are thoughts? Thoughts are those things that we think on. When we start thinking something, you say, where does that thought come from? You ever been in worship and then a thought comes in, you'd be like, why am I worshiping then Johnny come in my heart or Johnny come on my mind? Hey, man, we just being real? Or Susie comes in or whatever it is. You'd be like, man, I'm, I'm up here worshiping that thought comes in. And see, what happens is that the enemy uses a seed or a suggestion. And then he's trying to see if you're going to take the bait. And so what he tries is that he tries different things. He keeps trying different things. Some things he try alcohol with some people. No, it don't work. He's okay, we're gonna try, we're gonna try, we're gonna try this on him. But he keeps trying things till you take the bait. And then once he gets you to think on it, then he says, okay, now I got the thought. Now, if I can get them to imagine it, then I can get them to move. Amen? So think about that thought that comes in. You're like, where does that thought come from? And it's like the enemy will send a seed to see if it'll bring fruit. Amen? So it's a thought that will bring fruit. I need, I, need, I need six volunteers. Six volunteers. I'm going to use a couple of illustrations. Okay, Elijah. Okay, come on. Come on. Six. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, do me a favor. Line up down this aisle, straight in a single file. Hallelujah. Hopefully, ladies, you got on some comfortable shoes because you can be standing for a little bit. You got six? You got too many? All right, six. Okay. Do me a favor. I want you to take one of these pieces of paper, pass it back, and then what I want you to do is once you got that piece of paper, I want you to read it. Hopefully, you can read my handwriting. And so what we're going to do here is that we're going to learn how to take thoughts into captivity. Okay? Because there's certain things we want to be able to let go into our heart, and something we say, I can't let get into my heart. 
Okay? So watch this. This side over here is going to be my heart. Okay? These are the things I want to get in my heart. This side over here are the things that we got to take captive, that I can't let get in my heart. Okay? So watch this. So read what you have. You can read my handwriting. His handwriting is really good. He's a <laughs> anyway, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Amen. So what happens is that that's the word of God. So we want you to go over here because this is the things we serve. Now, right over here, stand up front. Austin's my new best friend. Did I tell you that? <laughs> so this is the heart. So these are the words of God. So we want to put that in our heart. These are the things we think on. Amen. You keep on sinning, you are not saved. Oh, y'all hear that? You keep on sinning. That, that thought comes in, you keep on sinning, so you're not saved. And so that thought, we're taking that thought captive. So we're going over here. This is far away from our heart. Amen. God always makes us to triumph. Amen. Thinking over here. These are the things that build us up. Amen. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Over here, these are the things we think on. Wait, Kim. Nobody is home. Go ahead and look at porn. You better get that out your heart. Get that out your heart. It starts with that thought. Nobody loves, loves you. Go ahead and end it all. That... That will show them. That will show them. Amen. A suicide thought. The enemy thoughts, he sends a thought in to say, hurt yourself. Go ahead and end it. Nobody's going to miss you anyway. That will show them. See, that's the thought that the enemy goes into. And so what happens is that, go to the next slide. Watch this. Read this. Proverbs 4, 20 to 23, New Learn Translation. It says this, my child, pay attention to what I say. Now, this is Solomon speaking the words of God, the words of wisdom. And he said this, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. Let me stop right there. Because the words of God have to be in your heart. David said that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Because what's in your heart, those are the things you want to meditate on. These are the things that make us grow in God. These are the things over here, the thing that condemn us. Because you know what happens? We can start thinking on these things, and then now our course of our life has been changed. Watch this. It says this. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them. And heal into your whole body. So the words of God, not only do they bring life, but it says what? It brings healing. Wow. In verse 23, this is the key right here. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. See, you got to guard your heart over here because we can't let any of this come over here because that's going to affect our life. Because you know what happens? If you let that suicide thought get into your heart, your whole life is affected. If you let that thought about porn get into your heart, then what happens is it sets your whole life on course. Amen? Because you got to guard your heart. When it talks about that we take every thought into captivity, that means you have mind control. 
when we can control the thoughts that come in our mind, then we can keep it in captivity. Say, okay, no, you're not going in here. We're not going to think of it. Because as soon as that thought come in, say, no, we got to cast that thought down. Yeah. Immediately. Don't ponder it. Don't take suggestions from it. Immediately cast it down. Because that's when we take every thought captive. Amen? Because a thought moves to... Uh, being able to, uh, what word am I looking for? Uh, I lost my thought. Don't get my age, y'all. <laughs> okay. yes. Imagination, that's the word. Imagination is powerful. Said, can I use you for a minute? Said said this. He had a vision of a pocket square. He said, man, I got a bet. And then he just kept on thinking about it. And because he kept thinking about it, it became an imagination. And because his imagination is so powerful, he saw the pocket square before it was ever made. And you know what happens? Thank you, Sid. And so what happens, our imagination actually produces things in our life. So when we have that thought and we think on it and we start imagining it, next thing you know, we bring it to life. That's how powerful our imagination is. Amen. And so our imagination can be used for good and it can be used for evil. Because you can imagine yourself watching porn. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to married couples. If you're watching porn in your marriage, stop it. Because they are not having sex with you, but the person they see on the video. We know the bedroom is not the file, but that's the file in your bedroom. Amen. Imagination. It's powerful. It's powerful. Now, let me, you know what? Go to the next slide. Watch this. For the invisible, now this is Romans chapter 1, verse 20 to 21, King James Version. So powerful. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So they are out with an excuse. But watch this in verse 21. But I said, because that when they knew God, look it out, they knew God, but they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Look at that. You can even know God, but your imagination can become vain, and your heart can be darkened. Ain't that something about imagination? You can actually imagine things, know the truth about God, imagine things, and then your heart become darkened. Because it talks about vain imagination. Vain means that it's useless, has no value to it. So you got these thoughts that come in, we imagine things that have no value to it. And what's the next thing we know? It sets the course of our life. Now let's talk about strongholds. Thoughts become imaginations becomes strongholds. I'm, this one I'm going to use you guys. Watch this. Now all these six are evil thoughts. And we're going to use we're going to use low self-esteem. Because you know what happens? Low self-esteem starts with a thought, with a word. Somebody speaks over you. The enemy said a word and then it paralyzed you. Watch this. He uses a parent or somebody that has influence over you 
to say something negative. Oh, you're going to always be like your daddy. You ain't no good. So watch how this goes. Watch, it. Read, read, watch this. A stronghold is a fortress. A fortress that's built brick by brick. And the fortress is trying to keep things in and try to keep other things out. So what the enemy is trying to do, he's trying to keep those, those negative thoughts, those, those things that keep you in bondage in, but keep the word of God out. So, so a fortress is built brick by brick. So we talk about strongholds. These, this is how strongholds happen. Once at a time, a parent says to you, you'll never be any good. Come stand in front of me. That's the first brick. You build on it. You believed it. Your parents said it. The enemy used your parent to say it. Or it could be a brother or sister or aunt. The next thing you know, you have somebody else close to you, your best friend, that say something to tear you down. You know you ain't going to never be any good. The next thing you know, that's the second brick. Stand next to her. Another thought comes in. You get bullied at school. You get bullied at school. That affects your self-esteem. The next thing, you go and your teacher says something that you'll never make it to college. And you see how the wall is getting built? Because the enemy is keep building on your self-esteem and he's tearing you down. And what happens, the wall is getting stronger. And the next thing you know, he says something like, you start thinking yourself, the enemy don't even have to feed you anymore. I'm never going to be any good. I'm never going to turn out to be anything. And the next thing you know, you start bringing up thoughts yourself and imagination that you'll never be anything. And then again, something else happens. It moves to the last brick, to where your, self, your low self-esteem you start having thoughts of suicide. Because look at this. This whole fortress has been built. Now the truth of God's word is out there that say all those things you can have and who you are in Christ. But what happens is we have, this wall has been built up and that's where that stronghold comes in. And then when we got the stronghold, it's like now I'm behind it and it's like the truth of God is not coming out because you know what happens? I'm behind this stronghold. And I'm behind it, and I want to hurt myself. I want to end it all. And it all started with a thought that turned into an imagination, that turned into a stronghold. Hallelujah. Y'all can be seated. Thank you. And so that's how the stronghold happens. Thank you, Sid. And it started because we didn't guard our heart. And so if we learn how to take thoughts captive, the thought can never turn into an imagination. Now watch this. The thing that's so powerful about the word of God is that it's this. Go back to, uh, go back to second, uh, second Corinthians when it talks about strongholds. You see, it talks about that we can, can I use this here? When it talks about these strongholds, look at this. It says this, verse 4. 
The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to what? Some of, some of us are bad. We, we bad. We know we can fight. Some women in here, they, they know about the Vaseline, pulling off the fake fingernails and everything. You can get down in the natural. Am I right? You can get down in the natural. This is before you were saved. This is before you were saved. But see, you can get down in the natural. But Paul is saying here, this is not a natural fight. You can't fight this in the corner because there's nothing to fight in the corner. There ain't nobody you can hit in the eye in the corner. Because you try to fight in the natural, what's going to happen? You're going to lose the fight because it says this, they are mighty through God to pulling down a strongholds. Now, the verse 3, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. How many of us know it's a war going on? It's a constant war going on. And when you sign up, it's when you accepted Jesus. You have been enlisted. Amen. And so watch this. For the weapons, now remember this, it says weapons, not weapon, but weapons. They pull down strongholds. When we had this wall built up here, what we have to do is we have to let the word of God, the truth, come in. And once we start believing the truth, we are the righteousness of God. We're the head and not the tail. He will always cause us to triumph. All those scriptures, when we start believing that, now we start tearing down that wall brick by brick. But see, the truth, you have to know the truth. Jesus said you will know the truth. And the what? The truth will set you free. I'm going to say it this way. The level of truth you know will set you free. You know a little bit of truth, you had a little bit of freedom. You have a lot of truth, you have a lot of freedom. Because your truth is going to be parallel. Your freedom is going to be parallel to the truth that you know. That's why it's so important that we have Bible study. You have to have your own time because you have to know the wiles of the enemy. The Bible said we're not ignorant of his devices. We're not. We can't be ignorant of his devices because he knows that's how he keeps us in cycles. He keeps feeding you the same thing. You get so much, you get so far that he brings you back. Because you know what happened? You keep falling for the okie doke. That's all it is. The devil, write this down. The devil don't have nothing but words. He don't have nothing but words. And he uses words to influence situations. Okay, verse 5, casting out imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So when you have these imaginations, when they start building, if a thought sneaks into an imagination, you have to cast it down. That means you got to absolutely throw it down. That means that it's not going to get in your heart. Hallelujah. Stop it at imagination, and then we're going to cast it down. All right? So we got captivity. We got casting down, and we got pulling down. And so when we talk about these strongholds, that's the thing we have to be able to do. Stop it at the thought. Stop you from thinking on it. If it gets to where you start imagining it, cast it down. If it starts building up a wall, we're going to pull it down. And so you know what? That's why we say, we meditate on these things of God. That's the things we have in our heart. Because when we have things in our heart, then we can produce. He said, the, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you know what happens? This is not a silent war. 
Write this down. This is not a silent war. Because to fight the enemy, he's going to come with words, and you have to come with words back. But you're going to come with truth. You got to come with truth. You got to have to know truth. If you only know Jesus well, you use that. As long as you're not listening to him, Jesus well. He said, kill yourself. He said, no, Jesus well. Jesus well. You know, we teach the little kids to say, I don't know. What does Jesus well have to do with blessing the food? Well, use something. Yeah. Now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> I pray the Lord the soul to soul to keep. And if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Use something instead of letting him speak anything to you. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Go to the next scripture. Thank you, God. Now this thing wanna do that. Okay, I'm gonna go with the board. All right, I don't have my chance. Okay. All right, Ephesians, y'all. This is, this is our weapons. Remember, our weapons are mighty through God, right? Mighty through God. Watch this. Write this down. For order, in order for the weapons to be mighty, you have to use it the way God says to use it. You have to use it the way God says to use it. If you use it anything contrary to what God said, you make it ineffective. You have to better use it the way God says use it. These weapons are mighty. They're strong, but you know what? You have to use it according to the instructions. Hallelujah. How many of us have bought something new like a, a washing machine or bought a new car lately? Anybody? How many of us read the instructions? Why do we don't read the instructions? You don't even know what your car can do. You just, you just slip, you slip up on it and hit a button. You say, oh, I didn't know it does that. But it's in the instructions. It's in the instructions. You know, we get a microwave, just plug it in and hit 30 seconds or a minute. We don't even know what the microwave can do. You know, you never know. Your microwave could be a cell phone. You don't even know it because you just, you just going to say, I'm just going to plug it in. Y'all, look, read the instructions. The manufacturer gives you instructions for a reason. Okay. Watch this. These are our weapons. Paul said this. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 13, King James Version. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And the power of his might. What are we going to be strong at? And the power of. Now look. It's his power. It's his might. God's going to let you use his power and his might. Ain't that something? What a God we serve. He lets you use his power and his might. But watch this. Put on the whole armor of God. You may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We put on this whole arm because you know what? The wiles of the devil, are these are the schemes of the devil. These are the cycles that the devil keeps you in because you know what happens? You got in that cycle because you didn't put on the armor. And it keeps you going around in a cycle and a cycle and a cycle. You wonder why you can't leave Johnny alone. Ain't no Johnnies in here, is it? You wonder why you keep leaving Johnny alone because you know what happens? You haven't used your armor against Johnny because Johnny keep coming around. He can do whatever he wants and then he'll call you back. Matter of fact, you call Johnny sometimes. 
because you don't have the armor on. You rather, you rather trust in Johnny than trust in the armor. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. But it says, put on the whole armor of God to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil studies you to see what your weakness is. James talks about that we're drawn away of our own lust. And so what happens is we all have our own thing. We all have our own thing. And we have created a desire for some things. And so we have to put on this armor so the desires that we even created won't be effective against us. Because once we get saved, we should put away those childish things. We should put away those desires. We should put away those things. We should not let a thought of suicide come in our life. Because you know what happened? The Bible said we should live and not die. Yeah. Hallelujah. Speak that over your life. I will live and not die. Hallelujah. Jesus said he came to give us life and that more abundantly. How are we going to get abundant life? We have to put the armor on. He said he came to give us. Now, you know what happens? When Jesus does things, he sets everything there for us to use it. We have to put it on. Look what it says in verse 11. He says, put on the whole armor of God. We got our youngest grandson, and we have to dress him. But the oldest grandson, you know, he know how to put his own clothes on. We have to just lay it out. Somebody going to get that. We lay the oldest clothes out, and he know how to put it on. That's what God is saying. You know, you mature enough now. I'm laying the armor out. You put it on. Yeah. Yeah. The armor is here to be put on. Hallelujah. You get it, Mom? You got it. <laughs> I'm done. Now my mom got it. Watch this. Verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Here we go. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what we're wrestling against. But no, no matter against principalities, no matter if it's powers, no matter if it's rulers of darkness, it don't matter if it's spiritual wickedness. Think about this. Great is he that's in us than he that's in the world. But you have to put the armor on. Hallelujah. Watch this. These are the things that we're wrestling against. Different places. Hallelujah. The ruler of darkness. Jesus told him, if I cast out Satan mm, out of your sons and daughters, then the son of God, then the, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Watch this. The kingdom of God is greater than the kingdom of darkness. Write that down. Satan has a kingdom, but God's kingdom is more powerful than the kingdom of darkness. How many of us know that? But see, we let the devil beat us up because you know what? We think because he's a spirit and, and he's spooky and he gets into people and do all kind of things that we are, we, we, we are not pow more powerful. No, we have to know the truth. We are more powerful. Hallelujah. The Bible says the weapon might be formed, but it will not prosper. He can form the weapon, but it's not going to prosper. Hallelujah. Wherefore, verse number 13, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, underline the whole armor of God. Not a certain piece, not several pieces, but taking on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all, 
to stand. So, watch this. The evil day is when the enemy brings all kind of onslaughts on you. Hallelujah. You, you, you lose your job. Hallelujah. Your car gets repossessed. Hallelujah. Your kids get on drugs. Anything like that, he brings it all at one time. That's the evil day. And what happens is, no matter when you stand in that evil day, he said, put on this armor so you'll be able to stand. The other day, the other day I watched uh, Fist of Fury with Bruce Lee. That's before some of y'all time. And he was so confident in himself. You know, Bruce Lee was Chinese. He went into a Japanese martial arts school by himself, 20 other uh, and students there, and he took on all 20 of them. And at the end, he was still standing while they was there. See, that's how God wants us to be after the battle. We want to still be standing. Because you know what? Enemy, bring it on. Because I got the whole armor of God on me, and I'm going to still be standing after the battle. Because it's going to be a battle, but we're going to have to stand. And we're going to stand. And you know what happens? One thing you can't do with the armor is run because you know what? Your back part is not divided. Because you know what happens? When it tells you to, be, to stand, it's telling you to be brave. Be brave. Be strong in the Lord. It's telling you all these things and that you want to be able to withstand in the evil day because the evil day is coming. You can't get away from the evil day. And then it says, having done all to stand, we want to make sure we stand. Go to the next slide. Stand, therefore, having your loins girded about with truth. Stop there, underline truth, circle it, write it down in your book. Truth. Truth is what comes out of the mouth of God. Whatever God speaks is truth. Because if you don't have truth, it makes all the other weapons ineffective. Because everything is based on truth. That's why they had truth first. Because if you don't have truth, you can't have faith. You can't have righteousness. You can't have peace. You can't have all these things. You can't even use the word of God if you don't have truth. You have to be able to know truth. What is truth? Whatever God says, well, if you can see it in his word, that is truth. So we speak truth, we live truth. So we have ourselves girded with truth. And we have the breastplate of righteousness that covers our heart. That covers the things in our heart. We just talked about that. If you have truth that's covering your heart, and you know you're the righteousness of God, then nothing can affect that. Amen? Then we have, our, we have the shoes of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. You got to have faith. You have to have faith. And then you know what? Because see, faith, what does it do? Everything that the enemy throws at you, every little thing, you better quench that fiery dart because he's going to try to throw it. But the shield, but you know, the shield, it actually looks like a door. And you're able to stand behind it. It's not that little round Captain America shield. It's actually a big shield that almost looks like a door. And he can actually stand behind the shield. And then what happens is that as they find at him, he can block everything by faith. Because, mm. you know, what well, faith covers you from head to toe. Hallelujah. Faith covers you from head to toe. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, faith will cover you. 
And so when he fired those darts at you, when he tried to tell you about hurting yourself or, or looking at porn or whatever it is, you can use faith. So we stand behind that. And then it says, verse 17, to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Let me tell you this about the sword of the spirit. In order for the sword of the spirit to be effective, you have to speak the word. The logos is the written word. That's what we read. But the rainbow word is that spoken word, that revelation word. And so what do you have to do? Is that when the enemy comes towards you, when he tries to talk something about killing yourself, then what do you say? No, I'm the righteousness of God. I will live and not die. You speak those things. Because what happens is that the sword is only effective if you speak it. Write that down. The sword is only effective if you speak it. And we have to speak the word. Because it's the word of God. It's truth. Hallelujah. We have to better speak the word. And watch this. A lot of us stop right there after the sword of the spirit. But we're not done with the weapons yet. Look at verse 18. This is so key, y'all. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Everybody see that? Is spirit capitalized? When you see the spirit capitalized, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. So what is it saying? Doing this weapon, not only do you use the word of God, but you have to pray in the spirit. What does that mean, that pray in the spirit? That heavenly language that God has given you. Because look at this. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it talks about when you pray in the spirit, you building yourself up. You building yourself up for the battle. In order to stand, pray in the spirit. And that's going to strengthen you. And so it says all types of prayer, not only prayer in the spirit, but prayers with prayers and supplication. Hallelujah. We have to be able to pray in the spirit. That's the fringe benefit of what God gives us. And then it also said that we're going to be with perseverance. This means when you say persevere, you have to be able to stand. That's your endurance. You can't just give up. Just think you're going to pray for a few minutes to get past this battle. No, you got to be, you got to persevere. You got to get up early in the morning. You got to push that plate away. You got to do those things to say, you know what? Because you know what? The enemy is not going to sleep. And so go to sleep praying in the, praying in the spirit. <laughs> Wake up praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. But it's so key to be able to pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. That's the gift that God has given us. That's a weapon that we can use. Not only is the word of God, but those are the two offensive weapons. All the others, the shield, the, the breastplate, the truth, the helmet, the shoes, all those are defensive weapons. Our offensive weapons, the one we take back our kingdom, the one we take back what the enemy has stole from us, when we win back our children, when we start prospering, that's the word of God. That's the offensive weapons that we use that we come against the kingdom of darkness. When we speak those words, go to that last scripture. Now, this is Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, New Living Translation. This is Eve. How many, of us, how many of us just mad at Eve? Anybody just mad at Eve? Sister, girl, Eve. E-V-E. -E. <laughs> Hallelujah. I used to have a little crush on Eve. That's before my wife. 
I was like, Eve, my God, I started listening to Eve rap music. Hallelujah. Don't laugh. Y'all got crushes on, uh, what's this, Elvis with Eve, Eve or Elvis, whatever his name is. Yeah, get it right. <laughs> but watch this. We, we know about this story, but I want you to see something in this. Now, remember this about truth. It says this, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 6, New Living Translation. The serpent was, the serpent was more shrewd of all the animals in, in, uh, that the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did you really say, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? That's a lie, right? But he tries to start with that thought. Then she says, of course we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden. That's truth. She combated that lie with truth. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, truth, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will surely die. That's truth. That's how you stand against the wiles of the devil. But watch this. You won't die. The serpent replied to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Hallelujah. And you know what? That's how the enemy would come and try to backtrack and come through the back door. Because now she gave him truth, but she didn't have the truth enough to bear the combat what he just said. But she did have it because watch this. When he talks about him, them being like God, she could have just simply said, you know what? I'm God here on earth because we were made in the image of God. Hallelujah. And so we were God on earth. And so everything God had, we were able to do on earth. That's why God put us over the management of it because he gave us the ability to manage how he managed heaven. Hallelujah. Then the woman was, watch this. Look at verse uh, 5. The woman was convinced. Wow. She didn't stand. She didn't stand. Because once you get convinced, now that thought has become an imagination. And now that set the course of her life. And then watch this. Write this down. If the enemy can get you to act in your emotions, he got you. If he can get you to act in your emotions, he got you. Because if you can operate in the flesh, being a spiritual being, if he can get you to operate in your flesh, he got you. Wow. Because look what he said. He said, she saw flesh, that the tree was beautiful, flesh, and the fruit looked delicious, flesh. And she wanted, to, wanted, she wanted the wisdom, flesh. It would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it also. Hallelujah. So important that for every lie, you have to know the truth. Hallelujah. For every lie, you have to know the truth. In order for strong, though, holds are not to be effective, 
You have to be able to know the truth. I pray that today's message bless your life. If you're in the St. Louis, Missouri area, you are invited to join us on Sunday for our worship service at the Advancing Church located at 4152 Washington Boulevard. Our service promptly starts at 11 a.m. We also have a Bible study every Thursday at 7.20 p.m. Visit our church website at theadvancingchurch.org to get more information about what our church is doing for our community, our co-read initiative, entrepreneurial playbook form, and much more. This is Pastor Jordan. Have a blessed week.